Okay, yeah, go ahead and record. I like a little soft intro. Hi! Almost Modern Live. A podcast so butch, so mask. Almost Modern Live. A podcast... Are we surprised? No, but... Do we expect it? Yes. yes. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. What? Like, maybe not. No. <laughs> was that as good for you as it was for me? Yeah, no. You know what's in my cup? Something loud. Mm-hmm. BCAAs. Uh-huh. Which I really think have been helping. Yeah, and can you what what does that stand for? Branch chained amino, maybe not chained, but branch chain amino acids. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't think I was gonna know, did I you? Didn't. Um, <laughs> they're like, I guess I don't really know how to describe them, but they are something similar that we found in protein. It's basically the the what protein does for like your muscles, but like just that. Does that make sense? No. So like, it's just the part of protein that actually like helps with your muscles. Uh So in a way it's like getting more protein, but you're not actually eating more protein. At least that's the way I understand it. Interesting. And it's a non, I'd love to know if that was the case. It's a non caffeinated, uh, I mean, amino acids are what's in, in protein. The branch chain is the connecting thing that like kind of makes it protein. I mean, I was in biology for about two and a half weeks in, in my stint in college. And I feel like that is actually the first and only thing that I talked about or learned about. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I'm, it's that and creatine because Uh I realized that my pre-workout had creatine in it. Uh So now I just, have it now balanced on, now you're on the creatine game well it was like one and like I, for like maintenance they were like five but i probably have no had difference. enough yeah a, of it to like start building it up but there's like days i don't take my pre-workout so i felt like i needed to balance that part out mm-hmm. and then um caffeine meal oh so you, you got the caffeine in there somewhere mm-hmm. yeah well I, you that know. was just left over from earlier i just mix it all together and it tastes like a very strange like trash can punch yeah but with like a little grit in it because of the creatine that never seems to dissolve yeah i mean i just put it in my protein powders and like that's just i do that too but it still doesn't ever seem to dissolve i mean but protein powder in general is just like drinking mud so okay well that's your problem i don't really notice an added texture factor from creatine yeah well i have started putting my protein powder just directly in a blender just like that. I don't, I don't deal with none of them shake them ups. You know what else I don't deal with? Hi, this is Homo's Modern Life. That's wrong, isn't it? Yep. That's not <laughs> it at all. It's never been it. Uh, it's never been the intro. Uh, hi, I'm Tyler. And I'm Andy. And this is Homo's Modern, Modern Life. Life. The last time we'll be saying that, thankfully, wow, because I fucked really fussed so it up. bad. Oh my God. It's okay. We've drafted a new intro that I start. Yeah, I we're because taking I'm the, the responsible yeah, one. Yeah, after three years, we're taking the responsibility off of me because <laughs> I can't seem to get it. And you know what? I did try. I tried to get it there so bad. You tried no so cues, bad. no, and I fucked it up. Yeah, soon to be Goopla. 
soon to be. Yeah, that's the one. Well, we're not going to say that anymore. Yeah. Cause, well, because we're changing the name of the podcast. And you may already be seeing Goopla places as I slowly sure. convert. Yeah. Um, it's a, fun it's a meta- metamorphosis. You've got a like thing hanging off the side of your head. So I'm just going to grab it. What? What? I don't know. It's a, like, is a, it me? Is it it's a like a hair with a fuzz on it? Oh, interesting. But I don't think it's your hair. It looks uh, kind of curly. It looks like Arlo. Hmm. Anyway, Tyler. It was my birthday. Yeah. I'm 29 now. Well, aren't we all? Well, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> Everyone in this room. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I took five days off, counting part of that. Three of those days were a weekend and well, MLK. So it was off anyway. Oh, but, yeah. What a luxury to get MLK day off. You know what? My boss messed up one time, like, two years ago by not picking a holiday off that people normally have off. So now he just picks every holiday. So we get it all off, but also none of us ever take any PTO. So that's cool. Part of it. (laughs) It's basically like forcing us to take time off and like, they are like, they block our calendar. So like no one can even try to schedule a meeting or a call. And they tell us like, there's people for that. So great. Bless. Did you do anything fun? Um, He says, having been there for anything fun you did yes yeah so the first day i definitely took a me day which i haven't done in a long time and but by by a me day you mean you went to the spa and you know pampered yourself <laughs> i aimlessly walked around stores yeah mm-hmm. Got uh, the steps in. first target um then half price books um mm-hmm. where i picked up Oprah's healthy cookbook, which I plan to cook my way through, uh, of this year of 29. That was my, one of my resolutions. So, cause I really like cooking now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got a cast iron. Finally, I oh got a gift gosh. card for my birthday from work. <clears throat> Greatest job I hope ever. You've read a million online articles about how to take care of it. I mean, I will, because like I've fucked up one or two before, but apparently you can always unfuck them up from what I understand. Just That's takes a little news. work. Um, and then, uh, was Friday my actual birthday? Um, I taught. You said that like a question. You said, <laughs> Was Friday my actual yeah. birthday? You know, uh, I taught a birthday spin class. And it was really fun. A lot of people came that have been saying they were going to come for a while. Um, and then we went to dinner where my sister, um, my nieces, and uh, two of my sister's friends that I'm also, you know, friends with came down and we, the all, ladies from the burbs. Yep. The burbs, the burbies, um, oh, burbies, oh. like Barbies, but from the suburbs. Wow. <gasps> TM, TM, TM. Oh my God. Trademark copyright <laughs> 2022. Uh, yep. Tyler Watson, Andy, Nick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, it was really fun. We took him to the first drag show. Um, I think they had a blast. Uh, we went to the Rose yeah. Room. Well, somebody um, was blasting. Yeah, one member of the party um, got a little... Fell ill. Fell somehow. ill uh, mid-performance. Um, not her performance. Well, um, and uh, Andy, who kind of couldn't drink too much anyway uh, because of next day things yeah, but had plans, um so i was like um you know i have a home nearby yeah. where this person can go throw up in peace yeah and i have early morning plans anyway so this is as good an excuse as any to duck out and take care of poor little drunk girl yeah which you know 
I think it all worked out. Um, yeah. That person's definitely going to get another chance to come I back mean, to the drag show where she can remember it. And one of the great things for me uh-huh. is uh, one thing you should know is if you're ever going to make me take care of you being a drunk mess and throwing up and shit is I am going to take pictures. Oh yeah. I definitely, you, I'm surprised you don't have more of me. Um, I think I did a lot of it in private. You don't throw up until the next day. Usually that is true. Except that one time, man, I don't remember that, uh, was it the kickball t-shirt pickup meets brunch meets me falling asleep in your closet. I still remember it. That was just wow. such a good nap. I just remember <laughs> waking up like in the darkness of your closet. Um, it was a nice place. Yeah. And it was, it I was lovely. Closet. Yeah. Um, it's nice to have like carpet right next to like where you throw up. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a weird way, not like carpet in the bathroom, but like, oh, no, God. Um, like just the closet was right next to the toilet. Yeah. But, Anyways. Um, but yeah, had a blast. Um, got uh, a really cute gift of a uh, recipe box mm-hmm. from my sister mm-hmm. with all of my dad's copies of, but all of my dad's handwritten ones, my grandma's handwritten ones, some of her mom's who I'm close to is handwritten ones. Yeah. Nothing from my mother because like, where is she? <gasps> Actually, oh I know. I don't want to know. Um, and then Andy got me, uh, I think the most useless, but much needed gift of <laughs> Um, fancy hand weights to Bougie. teach spin. It is not, was it a necessity? No. Am I constantly given free weights to use? Absolutely. Sure. Did I want to be extra and have shiny gold weights? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, and I love them. I forgot to, I'm looking at them right oh, now. Yeah, I forgot no, to take them on Monday. Been sitting at my I know. Place for it's just like week. to walk back with a combination of what is it? Three, six, 16 pounds. Yeah. Plus box. That some felt difficult on Sunday night. So <laughs> I was like, you know, not today. Uh, they'll make their debut this Friday. Sure. For sure. And they're so mushy. The handles. The handles are mushy. That would be weird if it were just like, how would they make it dense enough that it was heavy if the whole weight was mushy? I don't know. Black matter. What is it? Dark. Anti-gravity uh, anti, matter. Anti-matter. Dark. Dark matter. matter. Black holes. Um, black holes. He high. <laughs> Black Oh, remember that. R.I.P. Um, Did you ever watch The Tribe? Mm, can I go with no? God, I feel like this is a fever dream of a show. I don't think it exists. So is Blake Holsey High. Uh, but it was very much like Blake Holsey High, except like kids in a Mad Max era world. Mm. And it was called The Tribe, which is why I always think the word tribe is like weird when someone uses it out of context and something that is not actually a tribe because that's all I think of is these like weird trunk trash punk people, kids uh-huh. um, living in a society. I don't, this is, this has got to be like the, where I came from the different universe. This is my mandala effect. Cause I've never met. You don't a, think it actually exists. I don't know. God, I it was just the weirdest <laughs> thing. I mean, it might, well, like, how do I remember the name? Yeah, I have. There is one cartoon that I remember as a kid that I can't find because I don't remember the name. And like, it's just not a Googleable concept. What can you describe it? So it was a cartoon. It was, um, I just feel like I watched it on like Saturday mornings. And it was kind of like um, Colin knows this show. It's the the card capture 
card capture What's, Sakura? Yeah, it was kind of like that. Uh-huh. In that there were like these characters that they were kind of like monsters. And when they were bad, they were all like big and out of control. And then like you fix them and then they're like. Is this Monster little, Hunter? No, not Monster Hunter. Do you know Hunter. what Monster Hunter is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of the uh, a off-brand Digimon. Yeah. Did you know uh, that Ben 10 Transformers is actually a knockoff of a different show called GoBots? Oh, I did know that. Isn't GoBots the one that gave everyone seizures? Whoa, I don't know. I think that's why it's a knockoff. There's an episode of Pokemon that gives people seizures. So it did, I don't think it aired in the US. No. Also, like, weird. Like, how do you animate something so fast? At, at the time where everything was hand drawn, yeah. How do you animate something so fast? It's a lot that of frames. It would Must give a while. seizure. Anyways, um, Saturday we had fun. We like what ate barbecue. Oh yeah, it snowed <gasps> while we were eating barbecue. It, it did weird. snow, and I would like to say because we we're having this discussion, it did not snow after my birthday last year because that birthday doesn't exist. Um, but it did the year before mm. when. Not because I remember having a puppy. It was when Versace was a puppy, not Arlo was a puppy. Um, and it was the day after my party that it snowed almost the exact same amount. Wow. So like, is it like, are we back to normal now? Is that what the world is telling me? It was um, actually, actually, if we look at it, when it snowed after my party, it brought on a really bad year. Yeah, exactly. So it was the beginning. Of, yeah, that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Was it 2020 that we had a snowstorm? 2021. 2021 was a snowstorm. Oh. Well, maybe this means that we're not going to have a snowstorm. I'm trying know. to find the greater meaning in things these days. <laughs> I'm taking everything as a sign. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Like, what if I did this? What's that? I'm, I'm wiggling my hand around. What's that know. a sign of? I think you're going to die of electric shock. Whoa. Probably. I have a lot of things plugged in. I do, too. Honestly, there, that that's the solution that the world needs to solve is a better way to plug things in. Okay. Because like... Power strips aren't cutting it? No, power strips seem really dangerous. I think they've gotten safer. I think we should have wireless <laughs> electricity everywhere. I feel like you should just be able oh, to... Oh, wireless electricity home. would be a game changer. Yeah. It's um, been... It wouldn't be great it, for people that have like pacemakers and right. shit. Yes, but very dangerous, um, I think for that, if we could just have like electricity that was like Wi-Fi, and yeah. like I could just like put it in my home, and then I'm responsible for the bill of paying for it, I think yeah. that'd be great. I think or a never-ending something... battery would be great. But at that point, would it be called a battery? Again, dark matter. <sighs> yeah, just put some dark matter in it. And that's gonna fix it. That's gonna it's gonna keep going for ever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Saturday was really fun. It was really good barbecue, really expensive barbecue. Yeah. Why is barbecue so Why expensive? Why is barbecue Actually, so expensive? I do just think meat in general is expensive. However, as a barbecue place, I would assume that you would have your own like reliable source that you're getting this from. Yeah. Like you're ordering. If that is your pri- if that's all you do. Of, you, they're selling like thousands of briskets a day. Yeah. Maybe not thousands. Millions of like, cows murdered probably. every day. It's a big place. It was so busy the whole time we were there. So busy. And like maybe the the cost factor comes into the fact that like those briskets stay in the smokers for like nah, twenty four hours or some shit. Yeah. So like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's a lot of wood. 
Uh, Terry Black's, by the way, delicious, yeah. deep alum. However, one complaint I have is they don't have a vinegar-based sauce, which personally for me is my favorite kind. Mm. If I remember correctly, I do believe that is a Kansas City-style barbecue mm. or That's maybe sweet. Memphis. Or maybe Memphis. I never remember. It's not a Texas thing. Everybody, <sighs> Texas, they like them sweet, syrupy. Yeah. I normally like a sweet sauce. Their sauce was too sweet for yeah. me. Yeah, that's spicy. But mix I mixed it with the idea. spicy a little bit and it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then we, um, you know, watched some search party. Yeah. And went to karaoke. Yeah. A friend's friend was in town. Uh, wandered around Greenville in the frigid cult. I wouldn't say wandered, but wandered. Yeah. Um, and then we went to karaoke where, surprise, surprise, I didn't sing. No. I mean, I did. Yeah, you did. With other people. I have videos. Should I play? Uh, I think we're good. Um, I don't think we need that. Uh, I mean, it was iconic. You were really dancing. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I was lucid the whole night. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, I tried to put on a performance. Yeah. I'm a performer. I'm not going to play it because I don't know if we have the right song. You know? Like, get on stage and perform. I mean, I'm happy to get on stage with the right amount of propanol, but... um, It's just like singing is like weird to me. I just feel like if I did it, I would have to practice so heavily to feel confident that I went up there. And then I'm like, am I choosing the right song? I have. Well, right before I got up and sang You Ought to Know, I was like, I went to my Apple Music and I pulled up the lyrics, lyrics. and went through them and was like, do I know the tune that goes with all these lyrics? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I do. Go. We're good. Let's go. I just. I did it once with somebody that dragged me up there and I was like, I'm not good. I'm not going to be good at this. I'm not going to like, it's not my world. And we did probably Backstreet Boys, which again, I don't know Backstreet Boys. I was the girl. I was with the girls during that era. And I actually thought I did pretty well until I got off stage and that friend said, yeah, you're really bad at this. And I was like, okay, so I'm literally never going to do this again. Wow, That sounds like something that would really affect your self-confidence. Oh, you're right. It really would. Um, speaking of that, oh, what? Um, speaking, we are joined with a guest today um, uh-huh. um, to talk to us about a little self-confidence and self-esteem. Yeah. And just as a trigger warning, this uh, conversation does bring up the element of um, self-harm, mm-hmm. suicide. So if that's not for you today, then... Put this one away for a little bit and come back when you're ready. Yeah. But for now, we're going to take a quick break and we'll see you in a moment. Or you'll hear us in a moment when we return. Welcome back, everybody. We are joined with our special guest today, Alex Ray. He's the host of the Queer Confidence podcast. Welcome, Alex. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course, we're excited to have you. Now, for the listeners at home who maybe don't know who you are, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. So I'm the Queer Confidence Coach. I work with LGBTQIA plus people who want to become more confident, quite simply. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Now, technically, that falls under the umbrella category of a life coach, correct? Yep. Absolutely. So how did, how did you get into being a life coach were you always focused on the queer community or is that kind of a shift that you made yes so i'll give like the briefer version of the mm-hmm. story probably sure. and then anything that you want to know more details about i'm an open book but um 
basically I grew up in a really conservative Christian home um, and a cult uh, church and yeah, super fun. (laughs) So that really took away all my sense of self-worth and value. And um, I had been wrestling with uh, extremely low self-esteem since second grade. That's when I first went into therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in and out of therapy for years. And then obviously like coming out that, um, helped a little bit, just being honest about who I was, but also was still trying to figure out for several years. Okay. Am I going to hell now? What's my relationship with God as I understood God at the time? And what's my relationship with other people? And wearing a lot of masks still and trying to fit in definitely didn't wear eyeshadow and pink blazers like I am right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So did you come to some conclusions (laughs) to all those questions or are we still searching? I mean, the main conclusion I came to was I am not enough and I needed Mm. to constantly like do things to earn value. Mm. Um, Fast forward several years to 2017, I started, um, fitness and nutrition coaching online in addition to my um, full-time tech career. And by like middle of that year, I was so burnt out and so worked into the ground because I only was sleeping about four hours a night. The rest Mm -hmm. of the time I was either working or working out. And I worked out like three hours a day. I was obsessed with I love that. (laughs) Tyler's like calculating how many hours a day he spends working out. Like one to three at, on a busy day. <laughs> I love it. They're, cla- they're hour long classes. It's obviously at least an hour a day. Yeah, so. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, but the whole time I kept thinking, okay, well, if I work out enough, then I'll have the body that I want and then I'll be confident. And that's, what's missing. I just, just need the body. Right. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, well, and, and if I can help enough people through this coaching, then I'll be worth something. I'll be valuable. And I just got more and more and more discouraged. And mm-hmm. by like the, towards the end of that year, I um, had a relationship that started like in the summer when we broke up in the fall, it was like, I am done. And I had, I was on medication at the time for depression. I was actively in therapy for, I think two the two consecutive years leading up to it at this point. And I hit rock bottom. I was like, I'm done. I cannot go on like this any longer. And so I attempted suicide that fall mm-hmm. and thankfully was not successful in that. Mm-hmm. I ended up going into the hospital and doing dialysis to get all the toxins out of my system and then an inpatient facility. And that was the first spot where the mindset of I am not enough started to crumble because for the first time in my mm-hmm. life, I couldn't do anything for myself. Like Uh people were around me were all serving me because they wanted to. And I was like, what, what is this? Mm -hmm. And to relinquish a little control. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And after that, to like bring this story to a close, I took a much more active role in my mental health. And Mm -hmm. no longer just kind of showed up at therapy, hoping that the therapist would get something. But I also realized like the therapy wasn't even working that well. It wasn't really doing much. The medication clearly was the wrong one. So we also switched that. Mm -hmm. And um, 
then I started learning about life coaching and that's when things like really took a major shift for me. And then by 2020, I was off medication. I finished therapy at the end of 2020 and started coaching in March, 2020, mm-hmm. like started life coaching in addition to the fitness and nutrition. Coaching. What a great time to start <laughs> life coaching. <laughs> right. <too. laughs> yep. Yep. Well, hey, Indeed. Supply and demand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the demand is high right now. Yeah. Yeah, because um, everyone's so... so aware of their bullshit, right? Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. Finally, everyone got to sit and be introspective, which I think <laughs> is something I've been doing for a long time before that, but most mm-hmm. people have not. Yeah. yeah. So you also have your podcast, the Queer Confidence Podcast. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about that and what um, somebody would expect listening to that? Sure. So. Um, pr- pretty clear from the title, I hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I teach my, th- my three basic steps of confidence on there, which is literally if you just followed those three steps, anyone could do that and become massively more confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the other episodes after that are all taking different life scenarios, things from my personal life, things from my clients, um, experiences and um, giving you tools and frameworks to work through these types of like life scenarios and become more confident in them. I love that. Yeah, it's very yeah. useful, especially for those willing to put in the work, I think. Um, totally. Also kind of speaking about that on our, our main topic of today, self-esteem. Um, do you think most queer people struggle with, with self-esteem? And if mm-hmm. so, why? <laughs> I think most humans struggle with self-esteem, but I think especially LGBTQIA plus people, which I'm just going to say queer from now on, because that's what I mean mm-hmm. when I yeah. say queer. Don't mean to like exclude anyone really is the umbrella that I use. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that one of the major reasons queer people experience a lot lower self-esteem is because during our developmental years, most of us do not have a role model that mimics us, right? We, Mm -hmm. our sexuality and our gender identity are really core pieces of our human experience. And when our main caretaker or caretakers don't, um, relate in any way to like the internal dialogue that we're having we're kind of left with like a big old question mark like how do I fit in and what's wrong with me when really it's just a matter of not having an aligned role model and so I, I think that that's probably where it starts for all of us yeah do you think that's a bit different now with Gen Z versus millennials, since there are, although in di- not direct role models, the same way a parent or a family member would be, but publicly out and powerful queer people out there. Um, do you think that makes a difference in the self-confidence of Gen Z or as older people, do we just always think the younger people are self more self-confident? So man, those kids know. on euphoria yeah. in, in euphoria high seem mm-hmm. self-confidence. But- yeah. <laughs> right i don't know what euphoria high is but i just 
like high schoolers right now oh dear. yeah uh-huh. is that a movie or tv show or something euphoria, euphoria. on hbo max with zendaya oh i've heard uh, of this about the kids doing all the drugs and and being sluts more drugs this oh. season i mean the slut part sounds like right up my alley where do i watch oh. this <laughs> there are there are dicks yeah there yeah oh eric yep, dane's sign dick me up eric dane's dick is in like episode one i think it's a prosthetic though that's uh, what was established oh. but basically naked eric dane which is not a bad thing you know i've seen mm. the show and i don't know who eric dane is but it sounds great the dad <laughs> yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. i remember he's hot daddy dick okay so <laughs> i'll be adding that to the queue <laughs> oh um but i don't even I totally oh, got it. The next track. generation. Sorry. No, it's yeah. totally fine. Like the next generation, right? So I, I think yes and no. Like I'm not 100% certain. I, I think during like the later kind of developmental years, you know, like maybe by middle school and stuff, they're probably having a little more exposure. But I still think like during some of those core developmental years, like, you know, six years old and younger, I don't know that it's changed that much. Maybe from a parenting technique standpoint, right? Like I think maybe a lot more parents now are a lot more yeah. um, supportive and take an active role in kind of letting their kid explore their sexuality and gender identity without putting them under a label as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I do think, I think from that standpoint, like that actually might, you know, we might as a society be moving in a, a direction of more self-confidence, which would be, wonderful maybe more self-confidence about being queer but i'm sure there's other things that will fill that void so of course because <laughs> we're human right yeah. yeah yeah i mean i feel like there's all these uh there's like theories about how gay people kind of live out um still act young when they're in their 20s and 30s because they never got to live out uh the same kind of youth that you know straight people do when they were younger so like i feel like maybe that apply it would apply to self-confidence as well Mm -hmm. um just growing up in an environment where you feel affirmed and like you feel like you know us growing up uh, probably a lot of us felt like we were you know different than the track that we were supposed to be on um i feel like if you don't feel like that you're going to be a lot more self-confident. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk to us about why it is important to connect with our inner child? Yes, I love inner child work. It's mm-hmm. my, <laughs> one of my favorite things. Um, it's important because the core of who, you know, the core of a who we are, I believe, is a trinity. We have our inner child, our inner adult, and our wise spirit. And the inner child is still, of course, that part of us that's never going to really grow up and is mainly concerned with like our safety and basic needs. Mm. And those things are freaking important. Like we don't want to neglect those things, Mm -hmm. but also for anyone that's trying to um, better their life somehow or accomplish some kind of goal or just, I I don't know, have a path forward in some direction, you're always going to find the biggest hindrance to you is your inner child. Mm. And I had this like visualization one day when I'd been 
pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing for some changes in my life and my business and they weren't happening. And I thought, you know, I wonder if this is an inner child thing. And so I kind of had a little dialogue with my inner child and I realized that he didn't feel safe to move in this direction. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, this is interesting because I've been pushing so hard. I'm an adult. Shouldn't I be able to like force him along with me? Mm. And I realized that it's so much more like life is kind of like running a marathon with, you know, ourself and our inner child. And we're on a little tether. So we can only kind of get like maybe 10 feet or so in front of the other one Uh at any given time. And we think, oh, well, our inner child is child size and our inner adult is like an adult and could just like pick up the kid or drag them along, right? (laughs) Uh But it's really the opposite. Our inner adult is like tiny little bug size and our inner child is like a freaking giant. Mm. If they aren't willing to go, they're like a big baby. They are stuck in their way and they're not going. You can pull as hard as you want on that tether, but they hold more mass than your like Uh conscious mind. So you need to, if you want to move in that direction, you're finding like you, you're not getting anywhere. Mm -hmm. Slow the fuck down and have that inner conversation and provide the safety that your inner child needs so that you can go together. Cause that's the only way you're going to get anywhere. Yeah. So is this kind of talking about, like fear-based thinking or like, Mm. you know, letting, letting your fears dictate your, your path. Like if you're trying to do something with your life, then maybe the fear of failure is holding you back or the fear that you're going to take a risk and then not be able to provide for yourself. Yeah. I think a big one in my experience with my inner child is like, you're not going to have my back on the other side. Hmm. He's like, so what if we get this, like, we accomplish this cool goal, you're still going to be a dick to me. And if we (laughs) don't do it fast enough, you're also going to be a dick to me. Like, he's like, I'm not going anywhere. You got to respect me first. I want to feel loved as your child, not forced into some kind of new scenario so that I'm somehow better I mean it goes back to the same thing that the same mindset that I was in that left me so depressed like I am not enough I think my inner adult still struggles to realize like oh wait a minute I'm still telling my inner child you're not enough until fill in the blank yeah I love that yeah so you have to you have to build your self-esteem and your self-confidence and your self-trust to kind of help bring your inner child along with you yeah and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be complicated it can really be as simple as regularly practicing when you're noticing this like oh time to have a little conversation Mm -hmm. time to like love on my inner child time to let them know hey i accept you just as you are and to mean it like what would it actually mean if you really do accept your inner child just as they are how's your behavior going to change go freaking prove it because the proof is in the pudding, right? Like, yeah. don't just talk about it and conceptualize it, actually follow through with yeah. taking a pause, hitting the brakes. And how do we have productive conversations with our inner child or how to? 
for i think it really depends on the person what resonates mm-hmm. the most with them um ways that i've found that are really f- effective for me are like writing a little letter to my inner child um sitting and doing a visualization and actually just like closing my eyes and imagining looking at my younger self and having a conversation with him mm-hmm. um my favorite is the inner child playlist i um created a a playlist on my phone and I encourage all my clients to do the same like create a inner child playlist where it's music that's like love songs or anything really that you want to kind of have is like you and your child's song and these are not songs that would apply to like you and your partner like please don't put a love song in there that you listen to and you think of (laughs) like your current partner or an ex not gonna work Uh like let it be you and your inner child like jamming out together um and then the last way one of my clients actually brought this up to me recently he he did it like kind of on accident and i'm like oh my god this is brilliant he found a picture of himself from when he was younger before a particularly traumatic event in his life Mm. that kind of rocked his self-confidence And so he's actually like keeping that picture on his desk so that he can see it frequently and go back to like, Hey, that's the little kid. (laughs) It's like that part of every season of drag race where RuPaul pulls out that picture and says, what would you say to little Brian? Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. He's doing it to himself every day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. That that actually was a little part of my question too, because there are a lot of queer people who have, traumatic childhoods Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so looking back on your actual child self can almost be painful is that i kind of like the idea of looking back but what about for those that really don't have a peaceful or good childhood to look back on yeah i mean find some photo that does bring you peace or don't use that method Mm -hmm. you know find there's a lot of different ways. I just gave four different ones. Sure. I don't know. You guys might have other ones, right? And but like find something that works for you that's not so emotionally uh negatively triggering, at least yeah. not at the beginning, right? What do you guys yeah. do you have any ideas too? I mean, I'm ADHD, or? so there's constantly seven oh, different conversations happening in my head at one time. So mm-hmm. at somewhere, something in there is productively talking to each other. So that's usually what I do, where most people may have a past, a present, a future. Mine's just all one happening at one time. So <laughs> that's my method. Yeah. Also, even though it for me, I think the reason I do will like to work out is there's always um, I do a lot of car. I teach spin and, and orange theory. There's always a moment in cardio oh, where like I am. I wouldn't say outer body because that's not the right way to say it, but I'm like the, I hit this clear point, I guess is the way. And I can like have real conversations, but I've also taken enough classes at this point that I'm still listening to (laughs) cues of what to do. So there's, it just breaks the mind a little bit into, and usually I feel like that's where I have the most productive um internal conversations um, endorphins mama yeah i would run outside <laughs> but outside's gross yeah. so Ugh. i won't do that mm-hmm. hey, wait it's always gross or like just right now it's oh gross. yeah yeah it's gross <laughs> outside no mm. I, texas weather is miserable 
I grew up in the country. I got enough. Wait, Alex, where do you live? I live in Maryland. Maryland. For now, oh. I'm moving to San Diego in a couple months. So, oh, shift. Wow. Yeah, cross yeah. country, mm-hmm. coast to coast, and both Navy towns. Like, I live in Annapolis yeah. right now, which mm-hmm. is the Naval Academy, and San Diego is the naval base. So, yeah. any plans on joining the Navy anytime soon? I mean, no freaking right way. there. Oh my God. Are you <laughs> kidding me? All the same. I do terrible with rules in general. Like, do not put me in military. I would, oof. I would yeah, get I in know a if, lot of trouble. You know, I know they like gay people in the military now, but I don't know if they've gotten to eyeshadow yet. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, well, to move on to a slightly different topic, um, you've recently been posting a lot about um, bedroom activities. Um, you've done some posts activity? about <laughs> you've done some posts about kink and sex. Yes, I um, have, and. <laughs> exploring your desires in the bedroom can you give us some tips on uh how to explore and how that helps us build confidence overall Mm, yeah totally okay let's start with the why and then the how Mm -hmm. i think that like that's helpful to like okay like this is why this is important so Mm -hmm. um the way we do any like one thing is the way we do everything So if we're not confident in the bedroom, we're also not confident like at work or with your partner or with your friend, right? If you don't know how to speak up in the bedroom, you're not going to be speaking up in those other areas. Mm -hmm. So I think that sex is often the last area um, where most people learn to speak up. And a lot of people probably just, never do right like maybe they got better in other areas but there's always that lingering thing which is going to drag everything else down Mm -hmm. so i love having these conversations about confidently asking for what you want and speaking up um, for what you want or need or desire in the bedroom because when we overcome shame there you set yourself free to be able to ask for what you want or speak up for yourself in any other area. Like if I can do it when I'm naked and like bent over in a weird ass position, like I can probably also tell my mom, like, stop saying that thing. That's uncomfortable. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, Um, I'm much less afraid of a random grinder hookup. The name of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then, s- skip everything I just said. <laughs> I love it. Excuse me. But kink itself is all about shame. Kink is all about the out of the box, out of the ordinary, um, the taboo things in sex and so kink i think is like a really really wonderful way to explore with a sense with a consenting partner your sensuality your sexuality and what's a turn on for you and it doesn't need to necessarily kink doesn't have to be just sex right it can Uh be other things around kind of a more sexual more vulnerable state and it's a really awesome opportunity to like hyper track yourself to being able to ask for what you want and speak up when, um, 
you know, you're not enjoying something or you are enjoying something. I want more of it. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong under this, but the way that you kind of describe that almost makes it feel like perhaps kink is kink is finding the pleasure in pain. If finding the pleasure in shame, if that makes sense. Yeah. So kink has to do with, with shame. Mm -hmm. Um, Pain would be like sadomasochism. Well, I just mean like, you know, how some people are, the phrase is you find pleasure in pain or something like that. It's like the same thing, finding pleasure in, in the shame part of it rather than actually fearing it as shame. Does that make sense? Both of you are looking. I like think so. Crazy. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to untangle that sentence. Mm. It's another one I of those word map things confidence. I just did. Yeah. Pleasure punish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think we're on the same page. That like, mm-hmm. you can find actual pleasure in kind of triggering your your shame, mm-hmm. and um, it can be a thrill to mm-hmm. like. Act, be activated and then be like whoop now i'm uncomfortable Ooh, wait isn't that interesting that i'm uncomfortable why am i uncomfortable uh-huh. and actually yeah. is it kind of like a turn on uncomfortable is this kind of uh-huh. sexy am i kind of exactly. like tipping outside the box here yeah, yeah. In, a, in a way i c- i can kind of connect that to like um a practice in meditation where you you scan your body for feelings emotions physical things and you kind of acknowledge like what's happening in your body why your body is giving you this feedback and then you know releasing it in a sense Uh, and in the bedroom you're kind of prodding these parts of your psyche that are producing certain emotions uh, and you're actually, you're not just releasing them. You're, you're turning them around and using them for pleasure. Yes. That is so well said. Powerful. Yeah. So (laughs) I think what I've also learned is the best way I can ask for what I want in bed is to actually learn how to say phrases and words that make sense. Mm, mm, Yes. That seems like a good place to start for me personally. (laughs) Otherwise you're just like, hand move yeah not a lot of not not a lot of room for uh miscommunication i feel like there you know could be a dangerous game well depends on what tools you're using (laughs) (laughs) i mean hot candle wax um i'll use the right candle wax i'm gonna say this i feel like i don't remember who told me about this but there is very specific candle wax to use for that please do not take your bath and body works candle and use that for fun it is damaging that's just a psa good to know here that is Um, very good to know i haven't played with wax yet but i will know now (laughs) i mean i definitely have with like my fingers but oh yeah yeah Yeah. i think that's fun um now this is possibly a stupid question but um and again here comes one of my phrasings and a square is a rectangle but a rectangle isn't always a square um if we go back to that is self what is the difference i guess between confidence and self-esteem or is there any difference Mm. so i define confidence like embodying confidence as the ability to create your own calm in any circumstance Mm -hmm. and 
oftentimes what people think confidence is, is, oh, I just walk around feeling great all the time. Mm. I just feel confident all the time. No, I feel insecure all the freaking time. Like Mm. I should have kept a tally of how many times during just this podcast that like insecure thoughts came into my head, Mm -hmm. right? Like this is a normal part of life. And I allow it now and I feel real, I feel so much more calm around it now. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, there it is again. Sorry. And I don't react like I used to. Um, self-esteem I think is really the view you have of yourself so I think they're Mm -hmm. extremely intertwined I think you do need to have like grounded loving self-esteem in order to embody confidence Mm, like self-esteem is how you face yourself Mm -hmm. confidence is how you face the world yeah, that's a great way of saying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So self-esteem is confidence, but confidence is not always self-esteem. Maybe. I don't know if that's mm. what I just said. <laughs> well, I'm putting it back in the way that my brain works. So this is an inner uh, a door opening. Because I think you can act like a very um, a very confident person to the outside world. And, and have terrible self-esteem. Have terrible self-esteem. And yeah. I think it can also, well, yeah. And it can also be vice versa, I think, um, if maybe if you're just a very shy person, then you may have good self-esteem, but there's, you know, other personality traits that keep you from kind of interacting with the world confidently. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we're theorizing. I don't we're think, philosophizing. <laughs> I think then it also goes again to how you define confidence, right? Like I, I don't think you need to be like, loud and colorful and wear eyeshadow like I do (laughs) and Mm -hmm. show your ass on Instagram to be confident. Like (laughs) I think it helps (laughs) certainly doesn't hurt. Um, But there are also times like a couple of weeks ago, I was um, with my grandmother and we were hosting a, um, a breakfast at her house. And one of the guys next to me said, you're awfully quiet. Are you mm. one of those um, like young souls? I like. Oh, that's a weird like, way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard it in that way. Wait, also, I have never either, and I I laughed because I also have never had anyone ask me that. I have <laughs> my entire life been told you act older than you are. I thought you were older than you are. Yeah. You're an old soul. Blah blah. Like literally the opposite. And I thought, what the fuck? But. <laughs> But sitting there, like, I didn't need to be loud being because I had nothing to say because also the conversation was so stupid. (laughs) I was like observing it and like, Mm -hmm. this is on a level so like, so uncomfortably just, um, it was very like a toxic masculine argument that the two mm. guys were having. And I was like, this, uh, this sounds sort of, um, I don't, whatever. It's, it's like, beneath you're like, me. I'm like, you I don't, don't want know. me. You don't yeah. want me to be talking right now <laughs> no. because right. you're not going to like anything I have to say. You not being no. confident or silent has nothing to do with that. Sometimes you just have nothing to contribute to a conversation and that is perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Or sometimes Mile you also not. have the wisdom to not speak. Yeah, and I mean, the two of them, I was like, you two are the ones that seem insecure 
because you're arguing about this and it's ridiculous. And two, that seem young and childish because, again, you're arguing about something with no meaning to it at all. Mm-hmm. And pointing out that somebody is being quiet is never going to bring them into the conversation or make them talk more. No, I would leave. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was such a funny interaction. I'll be quiet elsewhere. Like, okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks for shaming yeah. me. <laughs> but again, I mean, I just say that to say, like, I think in that scenario, again, I was definitely more confident. He was definitely more insecure, but Mm -hmm. he was also louder and I was so much more quiet and so subdued compared to what, what people I think expect of me seeing me on Instagram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, before we let you go, I did want to ask about um, an event you have coming up over Valentine's day weekend, the confident Mm -hmm. as fuck. Um, What can you tell us about, uh about that and you know why we should be there <laughs> do you want to have more confident fucking hot sex i mean every day of my life <laughs> right well, i don't know sometimes it's a hassle every day. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's just the, that it's a know? lot of work every day me being right. lazy and me being confident i think are very two different things <laughs> that i have to overcome independently mm-hmm. oh my god i love it Um, The point of the program is to really help you get to the point that you're, one, confident enough to speak up for what you want and ask for what you want in the bedroom, or if you like doing it out of the bedroom, um, to also have the confidence to approach and ask people out and um, have that interaction. I have like a simple little framework that I'm going to give that makes it stupid simple and easy to create that connection with anyone that Mm -hmm. you'd like to approach and then we're going to be taking my three-step confident process and unpacking that around um around sex and around sexuality and sensuality kink and any kind of sexual play so that you have the confidence to ask for what you want and have your own back and to feel the discomfort and do what we talked about today of like turning that um, kind of shame into pleasure and enjoyment. So really giving everyone the power um, to enjoy sex to its fullest. Well, I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're not already having sex on Valentine's day, maybe this is the way that you have sex on Valentine's (laughs) day or, you know, right. Maybe treat it as a, as a pregame, you know, whatever right. it may. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not going to have sex on the call. We're just going to talk <laughs> about it. Well, no. that is a good disclaimer. Yeah. Just so you know, come clothed. <laughs> wear, well, your, wear your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, for the folks listening at home, where can they find you on the internet or sign up for your Confident in Spuck uh, event seminar? Yeah, so coachalexray.com and it's got the details of that program and anything else you want to know about me. And then, of course, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Coach Alex Ray. Perfect. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much uh, to the kids at home. Fare thee well. Sleep tight. <laughs> do whatever you're going to do today and do it confidently. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. A confident goodbye. Yes. thank you both for having me it's been a pleasure of course 
This has been a Homeless Modern Life production. Thanks for listening. If you want more, check out our sister show, HML Political Hookup, at HML Political Hookup on Instagram. If you want to see what we're up to, you can visit our website, homosmodernlife.com. And if you want to get in touch, you can reach out to us at homosmodernlife at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can cover your body with our merch at HML Shop on Instagram. If you're feeling generous, you can send us a cash tip on Venmo at Homo's Modern Life. Or send us a cash tip on Cash App, dollar sign Homo's Modern Life. Fare thee well. <laughs>